Welcome back to Butter With That, a movie podcast where a bunch of friends from Philadelphia talk about some movies. This month, we have been talking about action movies. And to continue that, I guess, yeah, to continue that theme, uh, we're going to be talking about this movie, Edge of Tomorrow. But before we dive into The Edge of Tomorrow... Ooh. Something just completed uh, the, in the movie world, and by completed, I mean the Oscars just happened. Um, any thoughts about Oscar uh, awards or things that happened or things that people want to debrief? Did anyone watch it? No. 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 All right. <laughs> we got invited to a party, but we were like... But we could just stay home and oh you know what we watched instead we watched get shorty which i'd never seen before which was very good mm. um so that was nice yeah um it was i mean from the results that i saw i was very excited for parasite i thought yeah. they were either gonna do like the edgy pick this year and make like the joker win everything Ugh. or the safe pick and make like 1917 win everything that's what i would have guessed but then like it was parasite and i was like well fuck they i mean that's good and deserving uh the academy still has a shit ton of work to do but it's at least you know not green book year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I saw that Parasite won best, um, I guess they're calling it international feature now. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the 1917 is definitely winning best picture. Yeah. Um, and then when I saw that, got like the CNN notification. I was like, whoa. And then I like, I think Christine, we were texting. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. So I watched a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, yeah. And and yeah, I couldn't believe Parasite. Yeah. Um, Cleaned up. Really, yeah, best director really swept. As well. And Bong Joon-ho is just a revelation of a human. Everything, every facial reaction and thing <laughs> he said, I was like, I'm in love with you. Staring at his yeah. Oscar lovingly in or, the background. Or when he's making the trophies kiss. Yeah. Yeah. God, he's like, he's the best human. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was the star. Um, Did you hear how they invaded a uh, Koreatown restaurant in L.A. afterward, and they were just staying there until like four in the morning and just like ordered everything on the menu? Heck yeah, yeah! Big celebration time. You know what though? Like the decision to change the best foreign film to best international film. Like I would have never even thought that that was an issue. But like looking on that now, calling it a foreign film, like mm. I can totally understand why that is not okay anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's just like one of those moments to like recognize and check myself for things that like I still participate in that is somehow othering or just shows my ignorance and privilege. So like I really appreciated that moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't even something I really knew about. That's interesting. How about Laura Dern? Bless. Winning her first Oscar. God. Wonderful Deserving. human. Also, I got a lot of satisfaction from Scarlett Johansson being nominated for both Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, actress and losing them both. Because <laughs> I was just like, fuck yeah. you for being nominated twice mm-hmm. in the same thing. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't see Jojo Rabbit. Was she like... Good. She was surprisingly good in it. Yeah, I'd say. I need to see Jojo Rabbit. It, yeah, oh, I think it's gonna be on streaming soon. Parasite but Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika. Oh, good for mm-hmm. him. He's wonderful as well. And his speech, bless. Mm. Chef's kiss. Yeah, and Joker walking away with um, the only two things I would have given it anything for, um, especially the score, which you know the original oh, score yeah. for that movie. The music is really, really good. 
Um, I don't know that it has much else to recommend in my opinion, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, I was I, I was happy to see that it wasn't like some sort of weird like yeah like Edge Lord shut mm. out with that movie. Yeah, and Joaquin <laughs> seemed to like use his speeches that he's like had recently mm-hmm. to like bring up some important shit. So it's like that's nice and good on him for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When he shared the lyric that River wrote, oh, I was like, and it's so beautiful, and it's so River Phoenix, and it just, ugh, ugh. It's something along the lines of, like, um, if you go to the rescue with love, peace will follow. It's Mm. just, like, so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think best, like, performance within the Oscar ceremony was Cynthia Erivo, like, killing it. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Or no, she just performed this the song from Harriet, and um. I feel like performances at the Oscars, like it feels like sometimes like yeah. people aren't like that it isn't mic'd right, and mm-hmm. it's just some. Mm-hmm. But I thought, um, yeah, she was really beautiful. Oh, cool. um, Weren't people up in arms about Eminem performing or something? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but I just kind of, like, skirted over the edge of that drama. I was like, I don't care so much. Yeah. So here's a question. I saw that Natalie Portman had embroidered the last mm-hmm. names of women director, female directors who were um, ignored for um, this Oscar season. Mm-hmm. And I saw that she was getting a lot of blowback from people like Rose McGowan, who's saying that, like, you haven't worked with female directors, so mm. you're part of the problem. And at first I was like, that is interesting feedback and criticism. Mm. But then Natalie Portman, she responded, and she said something that I thought was kind of brilliant and made me appreciate her. I mean, I already do appreciate her as a person, but mm-hmm. like really appreciate such a thoughtful and respectful response. She said that you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Everything that I've tried to do with female directors and it mm. hasn't worked because it hasn't been funded or just hasn't gone yeah. through. And I was like, you know, that's a really good good She point. also said something that was just like, I'm still trying to do better and like I'm still she working on it. She did say that. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, I mean, that's that's like really all you can do and mm-hmm. if like you know the first step is you just like acknowledging that this is a problem like then good on you for for just doing that you know and mm-hmm. like it's infighting like that that like makes me pissed off about stuff i'm like everyone's like kind of on the same side and everyone yeah everyone needs to do better but like just like be supportive like fuck off her attack was know. vicious it it was and i felt like it was both called for and uncalled yeah. for at certain points because i think what she's speaking to rose mcgowan is speaking to in a larger way are these people who say yeah we have to do more we have to do this mm-hmm. we have to do that and become like figureheads of the movement but like they haven't experienced those things and also they're not actively trying to work towards like yeah, the, yeah. the progress for sure and so like I think people, I think there are a lot of people like that in Hollywood, and like you need to call those people out. I don't think that I would classify Natalie Portman as that. No, I don't either. Yeah, like there are worse people you could. Yeah, for sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was a lot of like interesting stuff that was coming up this year, but Parasite, which is cool. Yeah. And, and that, that w- pure moment of Tom Hanks reacting to Parasite winning. Did you see that? It's so good. But Tom Hanks and uh, who's a, what's a, is it Charlize Theron who basically were like, no, we're going to give everyone from Parasite a, a chance to mm-hmm. uh, do their acceptance speech because the lights oh, and were the starting lights to dim. Oh, yeah. They were like cheering. 
last Tom yeah. Hanks and Charlize Theron. <laughs> so good. And I think Parasite's made an extra $55 million at the box office, yeah. something like that. And it's, I think, on Prime right now. Oh, wow. Which is like, it's doing well <clears throat> while it's streaming at the same time. And that's kind of crazy. So, yeah. And that's really saying something. And then there'll be a TV show coming soon to HBO. Six mm-hmm. episodes. Tilden Swinton apparently is going to play the the lead. Mm. Connor and I were trying to figure She's out everywhere. what is the lead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. My so I had to go to the gynecologist yesterday just for like a routine checkup, and like she was checking like my breasts, but like asking me about my opinions on the Oscars at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm excited for Parasite, and just like feeling uncomfortable, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> feels like not the right time to ask me questions about stuff I genuinely want to talk about (laughs) but yeah so with the tv show are they just like they're just gonna like whitewash it that was my I didn't really Mm. know what they're casting I think Bong Joon-ho might be be working on it he's he's doing it and he had I had heard something about him having an idea for a longer version of Parasite and kind of having to like scrap some of it. I forget where I saw that, but like it sounds like he has ideas for like a longer thing. So I feel like I was reading interviews where he said this is maybe just after the Oscars when this news broke that he wasn't sure to make it Korean or American. Mm-hmm. Like him and HBO were still I see. trying to figure that out. So yeah. he's, and the he's done Korean. both, which is mm-hmm. interesting too. Yeah, so I guess it'll be in all. It'll be an American, two American families. And yeah. a story of wealth and equality could easily be told in either country. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like you can still make it an American story and also cast Asian leads. Sure, mm-hmm. true. So like oh, Tilda Swinton again. Yeah, I was like, is this? Are we gonna? But like, enter into another Tilda like problem together happens, before? Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. several times now. Yeah. Yeah, like whatever. If he's the one doing it, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Saw that headline, had a lot of questions. I guess we'll find out yeah. shortly. And who's the lead in that movie? Right. Yeah, so also, what? Yeah. What was? Yeah. What's the lead considered? But um. Also, just a quick note. Yeah, if you want to go back and listen to our Oscar picks uh, for this year, that's a few episodes back, mm-hmm. and uh, one that didn't come up. Uh, even I believe in the nominations that uh, was kind of the most highly regarded one statistically in our group was uh, the Lighthouse. Yeah. So that's out now. If you want to go check it out as well. And yeah. put it into your list for consideration. Yeah, got uh, got shafted. As yeah. did uh, Uncut Gems. Which yeah, was which a lot of people were pissed about. Did you see Adam Sandler's tweet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, did what, did, what did he say? It was like, no love for the Sandman. Gonna, <laughs> give, <laughs> gonna give all love to Mama. He meant um, yeah. uh, uh, Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. What a tweet. Iconic. No love for Sandman. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been pretty funny in like the the stuff he's been saying and reacting is like people have been like pissed about him being snubbed and everything. So it's like, you know. They won a bunch of stuff at there was an award thing before that. I forget. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, I know. But they won a ton of stuff for that. So like good for them. Yeah. Um The so, Oscars are dumb anyway. Yeah, they're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I still haven't seen the lighthouse, but uh, I saw this post going around online with Robert Pattinson and him talking about like smelling people and like I can't stand your smell. <laughs> and they they put it from the lighthouse, oh but then God. also oh, uh, yeah, I know <laughs> his moment in Twilight where he like has the moment where he smells Bella. What a man! <laughs> so versatile. <laughs> Have you heard the commentary of him talking on like the the Twilight commentary yeah. where he's just like, "Oh, this was dumb. I didn't even know the camera was rolling at this point." <laughs> nice. Well, um, 
I love this line that Moira says in Schitt's Creek when she's asked, what's your favorite season? She's like, awards season. <laughs> so that wraps up awards season uh, in, in our year. And um, yeah, we'll transition right into the movie of the week, uh, which, as I mentioned earlier, is 2014's Edge of Tomorrow Starring Tom Cruise, which later got renamed Live, Die, Repeat. Interesting. Uh, Did it get renamed or is that part of the packaging? Because I remember when they made the packaging for home video, it like that tagline was bigger than the actual title of the film. And I think caused confusion. Was it officially changed? Our Blu-ray is weird. It says both names on Mm -hmm. the side. And then one is in big letters and others in like teeny letters. You just couldn't decide. Yeah. The name of the proposed of the sequel that's theoretically in development is live, die, repeat and repeat. So if this sequel ever comes out, that will be the name of it. I think, yeah, I think that there was some debate about how to market, like what title should be a part of the movie's Mm -hmm. marketing campaign. Um, Because this movie did not have a great, it was not a great box office Which is the same thing Warner Brothers is doing with Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. So Birds of Prey came out as of this recording, like what, a week ago? And that Monday after it came out on Friday, they officially changed the name on all the posters, the website, the marketing to Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Because it only made $33 million at the box office. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll probably make a profit because it only costs about, I think, $80 million, $85 million to make. Um, But that was a pretty disappointing start. So interesting, you know, it's funny that we're talking about name changes. It's also the way they market it. Like, there's so much that goes into that. I think, like, when it comes to title, just, like, looking at these, <clears throat> I think that Live, Die, Repeat just really spoils the movie for you. <laughs> also, it sounds like a fucking shampoo bottle. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Live, Die, Repeat, Repeat is on a shampoo bottle. Wait, yeah. what? Why? Because, like, wash, Lather, repeat, rinse, lather, repeat. rinse, repeat. Yeah. Live, oh, I thought you meant Live, Die, Repeat is that actual saying. Says that on my no one has never read a shampoo bottle. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, boys. <laughs> Somebody hasn't used the top-selling shampoo the in all of the United States. Die was on. I was like, well, is your hair dying? Is that, no. Sorry. But back to the point. I think <laughs> Sorry. Live, Die, Repeat. I think Edge of Tomorrow buries the lead a little too much. So, like, if we could find a compromise in between the two. But also, at some point, just stick with it. Because like, some of this happened after the fact. Like, with the release of the Blu-rays and stuff. So, it's like... At that point, I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, you picked a name. Mm-hmm. It sucked. Just, yeah. like, own it. <laughs> Just deal with it. <laughs> we all have to deal with our mistakes sometimes, yeah. guys. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind Edge of Tomorrow. Nah. It, it, it has some, some... Sounds like a Disney park Now ride. I just get confused whenever yes. I talk about this movie, and I, like, try to do a combination of the two names, because I just am like, I don't know Edge which one to repeat. commit to. Yeah. Edge of Die. Live, Edge Die, Tomorrow. Repeat. Live, Die, well, Tomorrow. Sounds like a James Bond movie. It does. <laughs> Live, die tomorrow. That actually could have been a great uh, combination a little, of the two titles. A, a little too literal. <laughs> so another reason why movies should hire us for their marketing team. We've got some great Live ideas in this room. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, this movie, yeah. So this movie. Why did I pick this uh, random Tom Cruise movie for my action movie selection? Um, I have a soft spot for Tom Cruise and I really enjoy the whole Mission Impossible franchise, but I was like, I won't make us do that. (laughs) Um, And so I remember watching this movie a couple years ago and being, had never heard of it. And it was just uh, 
something my friend threw out. Why don't we watch it? We ended up watching it. I was very pleasantly entertained. <laughs> and I thought it was actually a great Tom Cruise movie to talk about because in a way it has a nice premise that could broaden the discussion about his action movie fr- like mm. what Tom Cruise does in the action movie world mm-hmm. um and uh how this movie possibly could be kind of poking fun at what Tom Cruise represents in right now today's era of action movie mm. And uh, and also it was so fun to watch Emily Blunt as well. Mm. Um, I thought she was just so wonderful in this movie. And so I thought this could be a fun one to bring. Uh, before we talk at length about the movie, just to give a quick synopsis about, well, it's basically a action movie Groundhog Day. But to give you a little bit more details, um, it's the movie is set in 2020, which is a little interesting as well. Uh, aliens have invaded the Earth. Tom Cruise plays a character named Major William Cage, who's a slick media relations department representative whose main job is to recruit soldiers and sell the war on TV. He's called in by the United Defense Force General, played by Brendan Gleeson. Love Brendan Just a Gleeson. fave. Yeah. Uh, to co- basically to cover this upcoming battle um, uh, that's going to go on in France. So Tom Cruise's character, Cage, does not he's never had combat experience and he has no interest in dying in battle. Uh, he wants to get out of his assignment, but then is arrested and forced to join the front lines. He ends up, spoiler alert, dying in battle and then waking up to relive the same battle day over and over again. And he ends up teaming up with Sergeant Rita Vritaski, uh, played by uh, amazing Emily Bl- Emily Blunt. And uh, she's a war hero known as the Angel of Verdun and goes on to partner up with him to go through the same time loop as they both learn how to um, basically defeat these aliens. She basically trains Cage um, and in order to utilize him as this like intense soldier to defeat the aliens. So that is the premise. There actually talks about making it into a sequel mm-hmm. as we as we mentioned, which I don't know what more they could do with the storyline, mm-hmm. but um Connor, I know you had seen it mm-hmm. before. Was this anyone's first time seeing this movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Sam. This was your first time seeing this mm-hmm. movie? Um yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um I think that there were moments I was like, oh, "All right." Um but monsters cool. Tom Cruise getting beaten the shit out of also cool. Mm. If someone doesn't call me and you you wrote it here, um, a full metal bitch before I die, like I will have not lived a good life. So one scene you get to relive multiple times is uh, actually Tom Cruise waking up, and the first thing he sees every time he wakes up is a bus passing by, and Emily Blunt's image is on the side of the bus, and it just says "Full Metal Bitch." Mm-hmm. Um, and the character that shouts her name, uh, shouts that name at her later on in the movie, is actually her brother, I believe. Oh, oh, so that's a cameo. her real brother. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Wow. Emily Blunt's real brother. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is he one of the soldiers? Uh, I believe he's just in that one, that one scene. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But she punches him in the face for saying it, which is cool. Okay. Nice little behind the scenes yep. sibling. <laughs> also, the fact that she was pregnant mm-hmm. throughout some of the filming. What a woman. Yeah. Um. There are some 
really wonderful, I think, sequences where they're in training and like, I mean, both of them are really great shit, but they're, but also a repeated scene that you watch is like her doing like this, like Mm -hmm. Cobra yoga position Mm -hmm. and you just see her biceps and you're like, oh yes. It's It's like upward dog Oh my God. Like Emily, she's sweaty. She is so glistening and she just has this look on her face. You're like, I'm melting right now. She's so hot in this movie. (laughs) Like, damn. Yeah. 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 And you get to see that mm-hmm. scene at Which, least two movie? or three times. 2014. Because mm-hmm. one thing we were talking about, like, that I thought was interesting, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about Tom Cruise and this and stuff, but, like, it feels like if this was a movie they made right now, she would have just been the main character, you know? Yeah. Like, she, I mean, she still kind of is, but, like, obviously, like, Tom Cruise is, like, a big name and a big action star, so that kind of takes some of that away from her. But, like, it feels like, like, this could just be her fucking movie. Like, she's so good in it. She's, a, she, and she's so compelling as this, like, yeah. figure. Full metal bitch. Who, like, how is she not a major bitch. action star now? Like, she's fucking badass. Yeah, I haven't seen A Quiet Place. Does that have action in it, or is she? It does, but it's, like, she's a pretty different character in it, but, like... You know, she could just do, like, a fucking, mm-hmm. like, Arnold Cruz, like, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just badass, like, action hero thing. Yeah, it's one of those things where I would, <clears throat> like, this was 2014, I would almost suspect that, like, the character of Furiosa was, like, heavily, like, influenced if I didn't know that mm. Fury Road had been in production for years and years. Yeah. But, yeah, like, very comparable, like, and, and in a sense, kind of similar to a degree because we're more learning about her than we are about Cage. Yeah. Uh, through Cage as a vehicle, similar mm-hmm. to Fury Road, so... Interesting in that regard. And oh, she yeah. seized him essentially as a tool to be able mm-hmm. to, like, figure out a battle strategy for defeating these yeah. aliens. And if we are to take the comparisons to Groundhog Day uh, that a lot of reviewers were comparing this movie to, uh, I, from one review, said that Rita is the name of Andy McDowell's character in Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. that I when we talked about that movie... For the podcast, I think that we had just, we had talked about like, what does it really mean for Bill Murray's character to essentially have opportunity after opportunity to essentially woo Andy McDowell and like mm. work the you know like the wooing game on her? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I like to see this re- this Edge of Tomorrow Rita as kind of like a reverse or not a reverse of that, but essentially. A char- like a counterpart character that sees Tom Cruise's reliving this mm-hmm. day as a strategy mm-hmm. to be able to work together to overcome mm-hmm. this alien. Um, she like like takes back her like agency and autonomy. There's yeah. definitely yeah in recognizing because she for context she okay so Tom Cruise is able to loop the same day because his face gets melted by the goop. Of these aliens. So this is something I've got a big problem with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the aliens have this this uh, this skill, this like strategic and uh, and tactical like advantage in the sense that they can restart a day or a battle if say a battle is going poorly. So on Earth, um, they could wage the same the same front over and over again until it's executed perfectly and they just completely dominate uh, dominate the Earth. Um, But apparently that that. Power also transfers to other beings, including their enemies, through their blood. 
it's a, it's a pretty big foil. It's a pretty big well, uh, kink and the specific armor. Ones, yeah, it's and only they make the a point sure, of saying sure. it's these like very rare. But then ones. why send those in the battle knowing that? Like that's such a crazy risk. That's why they you know. It's the alpha and the omega. Honestly, I think it's a movie that like I you like at least for me I was so into it that like I didn't give a fuck about it. Those plot it didn't holes. bother me like, until I thought about it. Like after like it's yeah. an enjoyable movie regardless because yeah. it's not about. It's, you know it's more about the action than yeah. it is about that being important but that yeah you gotta get on board with it real quick mm-hmm. like you're like alright this is happening cool like but I also I, I like this detail also because within this setup it's not like Tom Cruise is the only person who has experienced that. Well, we learn yeah. that Rita, mm-hmm. this has happened to her and that she eventually lost the ability to loop that same day and so tom cruise by just random chance mm-hmm. gets melted and then takes it so it's not like from the get-go he's like the ch- i mean for the narrative points yeah, he's, he's like, like the chosen one little, but like like yeah yeah i mean he's like a shit yeah person at the beginning of, well whatever. which like is someone that like doesn't like tom cruise that much i'm like yeah you'd be that shit person <laughs> like good i get to like be like eh, a little bit you to do you. that fake smile in tv interviews <clears throat> and stuff yeah it like ever- feels very appropriate as i recall reading in the trivia too that's part of why he uh took on the role because he so often plays a likable character that he wanted to play a character that starts off as kind of a shit mm. That speak he, he thinks very highly of himself if he thinks he's always the like. Yeah, I, was say, character. I, I don't know if you should, you should go back and rewatch Magnolia, buddy. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. Well, I mean, like, like any man who spends a lot of time with David Miscavige, obviously, <laughs> have a very different view of who they are as a person. <laughs> yes, Ooh, true. Just, yeah, distortion of sense of self. But, um, but yeah. So that melty face power essentially she recognizes when he comes to her she's like oh shit you have this thing that i was able to do we're gonna figure this out remind Mm -hmm. me every day you know Mm -hmm. that you are who you are and then we'll we'll figure this out um but for some contact or actually i'll 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 open it up for so for all the Dave Connor Tori, you guys had seen this movie mm-hmm. uh, yeah, multiple before times. multiple times. Uh, upon rewatching or uh, having another viewing, were there things that you enjoyed or remembered, or things that you were like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't remember it this way, or had some issues? I think I remembered more than I expected, and it's been a couple of years. Um, but like, I think the first time I saw it someone put it on and I wasn't that into it just because like I really don't like Tom Cruise that much and so I usually just avoid Tom Cruise shit yes and so I was like but people like no this is like legitimately good and I remember it was but like this time I feel like I just appreciate it a lot more of like the filmmaking of it um and how there's like always like some new like twist and like stakes change and stuff in this movie that's like really good like you don't necessarily know if they're reliving this day for the first time if they've done this scene before and so they play with that a lot which is like so much fun like when I'm just like paying attention to that shit um so I really like enjoy just like how I mean and then the end of the movie is the stakes are oh if we fuck this up we could die and it's like well yeah (laughs) that's that's just a thing that's a great point it's like in the first battle scene it's it's super intense yeah we can maybe go into that a little in a little little bit but once you see this super intense battle happen Mm -hmm. over and over again you're sort of like okay i get now i'm kind of along for the ride Mm -hmm. until the final uh yeah sequence at the end when 
Tom Cruise realizes he won't be able to relive yeah. the day, and it's like you we die, can only you die do this once. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. what Tori said was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like they make that like a big deal. You're like, oh my god, you could die, and it's like, yeah. But like the whole time, I've just been assuming like it's gonna be okay. Even when like Rita like goes to shoot him, and he's like, nope, nope, you can't do it that time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this time, it's for real. Doesn't it make you wonder like? How many times have they relived this day in, like, our day and year span? Mm. Like, how many years, honestly, did they spend on that one day? Movies like this stress me out so much. Because I keep thinking about that, and I'm just, like, getting anxious thinking about what that would be like to relive something that many times. You just have to go to war and die every day. Yeah, that's insane. Well, uh, if my source is correct, this this movie, well, this movie was based on... A, a novel, All You Need Is Kill by mm-hmm. Hiroshi uh, Sakurazaka uh, that was then turned into a manga. Uh, but apparently, according to this review I read, um, the writer was inspired by playing a video game and mm-hmm. like had referenced like, pl- like the idea of like repeated attempts in like mm-hmm. a game like Halo or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of does have that oh, yeah. video game For vibe. Sure. It's where definitely you to... a total respawn situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Emily Blunt, it like wields this like cricket, uh, <laughs> or something like blades. that, or a bl- I don't know. Yeah. It's, that's what I thought too. Yeah. It's yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Like every time she picks it up, and it like you like know how heavy that is, mm-hmm. and it's just so badass. You're like, yeah, full metal bitch. <laughs> yeah. She embraces it. She does. And something I love is when she's talking to Tom Cruise and she's like, I need to know if I'm standing downwind. How should my head be cocked? Like all this other stuff. Because I could die. And then you watch all the times where he wasn't as specific as he needed to be. And she's (laughs) like flipping out. She's like, you need to be more specific. Uh (laughs) It's so good. What I really appreciated, I think that this is my second time watching it, is how you see their relationship progress, which you're kind of talking about seeing Emily Blunt's character through Tom Cruise's eyes. And really, for a lot of the movie, like, it kind of starts off being, like, plot mode of, like, here's the context, here's the power. And then the middle chunk of the movie is their relationship Mm -hmm. of how, like, he has to try to build this trust every single time. And then we're not even, because he's like, oh, your middle name is, uh, I forget what exactly he says the first time. And he's like, well, she's like, well, what if that's? a lie what if i lied to you all those times so it's like i really love seeing um the cruise and blunt play off each other and how their relationship grew especially when um in the middle of the movie when they're at the farmhouse in mm-hmm. the french countryside that part's great oh with the coffee mm-hmm. mm, yeah um basically he's like we've been here so many times every time you get in that helicopter you die mm-hmm. and then i i feel like cruise does a great job of like you see that like he has this argument with her dozens of times when she's like i'm going to that helicopter because it's the best way out of here and he's like yeah it's just never gonna work and what that does to a person when you're like just seeing someone that you like now care about a bunch like die over well that's what she says too and why she is so closed off yeah i heard that tom cruise was a bit of a bitch to her during filming is that real are you talking about the uh the armor stuff yeah well as i understand it um, she was largely hired, uh, at Cruz's insistence, hmm. um, because he really, he just really appreciated her work and really wanted to work with her. And I guess at one point, yeah, she was, uh, she was first trying on the armor, which weighed, I think in excess of 70 pounds. Um, and she was like really bogged down by it. And at one point was, uh, was crying about it. And I think he said something to the effect of like, don't be a wuss or something like that, which isn't, isn't great. Um, 
But I guess in addition to that, was also very supportive of her throughout the project. Mm. So I don't know. It's, it's it's not it's not a good look. But I guess when you're a madman that does like I mean, he a also, shit like, yeah, ton of your own standards, so it's a pretty unrealistic Tom. standard to project onto other people. We can't yeah. all strap ourselves on the sides of fucking airplanes. Also, she was pregnant yeah. at some point. Yeah. It was also the first uh, person to know that. Oh. Apparently, uh, including her husband, because apparently, um, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> apparently, while uh, while on set, like um, they had to do some reshoots or something to that effect, and like uh, he was speaking to her about it, and she she brought it up to him, and uh, he was one of the first people to to know about that, and so uh, that was another thing that I, as I recall, the trivia, he was also very protective about moving forward with reshoots and things like that. So, huh. so maybe I don't know, were... mixed bag, I guess. Buddies, I don't know how to feel. Maybe that first, I like, mean, that was comment like, was taken out of context. Like, who knows? Be. And he's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. a crazy <laughs> man. So, like... Yeah, he, like, clung to a side of a helicopter. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's fucking insane. He broke so his So I'm ankle. sure there's a balance of good and bad. And, yeah, but he's just fucking insane. I don't really insane. want to make yeah, too many excuses yeah. <laughs> for Tom Cruise. But, yeah, I, you know, sounds like sounds like there was a, an interesting dynamic between the two of them on huh. set, at the very least, yeah. Um, speaking of reshoots, something I did read was that it was like a lot of it was filmed I, uh, in a studio somewhere in England and which made it really challenging to re- to film the same day because the weather would change mm-hmm. and the rain. And there actually is like a scene where you think you've seen that scene before and it is raining and you're like, wait, where did the rain come from? Yeah. But it was not intentional for the story. It was just... Oh. Because they probably had to just finish up that shoot and then the weather changed. But I was like, I feel like I actually remember that. I think it's a confrontation with one of some of the other soldiers when they're Mm -hmm. getting like into a fight. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, apparently that was it. Oh, at the end when they're like the two guys find him. Oh, yeah. So those were some some tricky things to do. Um, So we, I, some things I was kind of thinking, I mean, what, what would you say the tone of this movie? is it's got a few as far as an action movie well Hmm. it's an action movie i think like largely and you know obviously it's it's like context and it's pacing especially it's pacing like it fires through the first act really really fast um and then starts to kind of like well i don't know it even increases at times because of the the increased editing to express the passage of time and the repetition but then it steeps off, Connor, as you said, kind of in the middle to allow us to explore mm. character dynamics. So it feels like, yeah, it's it's got like the larger like pacing and ethos of an action movie, but mm. also allows for a lot of comedy and a lot of drama. Yeah, there's some like real emotional beats in it, but then they also like make fun of like a lot of like the stuff that's like initially kind of serious and like people are dropping into battle when you see that first scene and it's like pretty scary because you don't really know what's going on and it feels a little bit like uh saving private ryan just like that beginning of like getting dropped in but then after a while it's like you know you're doing the same thing all over and over again so you're gonna make it like kind of funny and you know the guy with this balls out and and all that stuff (laughs) yeah there's like the the, i think it's really interesting the soldiers that he meets i wish if this movie was i don't think it needs to be longer but if there was some extra length i would love to see how he learned about the background of the company that he's put into because he's essentially stripped of his major status and made a private and then thrown into this company that is going on the front line of this like battle on the Mm. uh, french coast so because he like learns all their like backstories and they're like nay i don't know so i would just love to learn a little bit more about how he got that Hmm. I feel like I would bog it down a little. Huh? I know. Yeah, I get. I also got really hung up 
with the beginning of the movie because the whole setup to get him there just feels so fucking weird Mm -hmm. um and like really extreme and i'm like i don't it was like they were trying to do this thing where they're like showing he sucks but like isn't like necessarily actually like a bad guy i don't know yeah, but felt- like also you're putting so many people at risk by putting someone who's so untrained yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I got like very hung up on that stuff at the mm. beginning and i feel like then it took me a while to like like a lot of like the fun like uh action beats that yeah. the movie has because i'm just like but why is this really happening yeah <laughs> but then i'm like no they just needed to get me there they needed to kind of create this character and that's you know suspension of disbelief yeah it's yeah. fine it. like yeah I, I agree sam as far as like in as far as war strategy or just completely irresponsible choice making yeah. like putting a character like tom cruise mm-hmm. on the front lines risking the lives of like all the men yeah, like what's so yeah. dumb i do like the setup though of, of having his character be the the media relations guy for this war basically being like i'll go in front of the camera and Mm -hmm. sell this war to like everyone um so it can continue to be funded and i'll be the face of this but hell no i will not go Mm -hmm. into war and like i I thought that was like a kind of a compelling setup Mm um and then you witness this like just slaughter like this gruesome opening battle conspiracy what if that was the plan the whole time, right? To have them. <laughs> what if Brendan Gleeson was actually one of the monsters wow. in in disguise? That's gonna be the sequel, right yeah. there. Somebody got in disguise. Uh huh. But also, was anyone else mildly put off by the fact that they were basically doing the storming of Normandy? You know, the film was released, I believe, on an anniversary of that, if I'm remembering Weird. correctly. Yay. That's the thing, is this movie is kind of jarring as tonally. If, if, at least that's how I felt watching it, because I, I was, like, laughing through a lot of it. Yeah. But then it, like, imposed this, like... Con- like illusion and connection mm. to World War Two, World War One, like it just there was so much there that you're like, mm-hmm. are we supposed to be reading into this movie yeah. on a deeper level or because it does or some not? weird shit, like weird jarring, anxiety inducing shit to get you to like the fun stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, and it feels kind of weird. I felt like I was watching Band of Brothers at some points because I was like, that is almost yeah directly <laughs> what happened, yeah. Well, there's even two old guys at the bar because in one of the loops he just oh, like yeah, says, yeah. "Oh, that's right." Fuck it, and goes to a bar to grab oh, a I drink. I do really like that part. Yeah, uh, and then there's two older guys in the back, like, "Well, my grandfather landed in Normandy," and I mean, and so there's interest, and even Ver- choosing Verdun because that's not in the original mm. like manga novel. That was very that was you know created for the movie, which is very like horrible, like World War One battle. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it just it made me think about like because some things I was thinking about that I'd be interested to get your thoughts on are, you know, we're watching these two soldiers go through the same horrific battle over and over again. Like, what do we think this movie is saying or not saying about like PTSD, about notions of like battle trauma. And it's like, but are these questions even not like, is the movie not even 
set up to be able to like talk about it on that kind of level or not like I don't think so because even like the stuff that he goes through when it's like very obvious that he's like starting to feel the weight of like watching her die over and over again when it like slows down and the repeats and he's you like have a couple scenes where you're just like looking at her dead body lying there a few times but do you think Mm -hmm. it earns that like like, emotional and and you're like oh he's like feeling it obviously this sucks but like (laughs) I don't, and then, but they don't do a ton with that. Yeah, he yeah. like skips a day once and like decides he's gonna go on his own and like do this mission without her, but then immediately like goes back into the the cycle of it again. So it's like, I don't, and like you know, it to me when I think about what that would be like, at some point you have to lose your fucking minds. Like yeah. you have to just mm-hmm. be like a shell and like they don't get to that point in this because you can't because then like you're not gonna get the action shit that you want like you have to like make them like feel it enough but like i don't know that's the thing it's like the movie wants the the um connection or like wants to set up these sort of parallels to Mm. historic like battle moments but like when it ends up dealing with the rut exactly and i was like is it intentional is it yeah Yeah. to like kind of just Mm -hmm. skim the surface i don't know specifically in the sense that they're not fighting humans that it is aliens Mm. like that that peels back a lot of that like obviously it can still speak to ptsd as far as compounded uh trauma via via the action of war itself but it doesn't have anything to say about like the the compounded impact of killing other human beings yeah. or the conflict of That's that choice. Point. So it it does kind of allow it to stand at a bit of a, mm. a, a distance as opposed to being something that is more reflective of those actual traumas. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I I will say. But it's fair that yeah, it does draw on a lot of historical mm-hmm. analogies. And and before you get into the repeated day, the the it the movie takes I think it's time in a really wonderfully paced way following cage into a helicopter with the other soldiers. They are all equipped with parachutes. They're going to be dropped from this or a plane, um, like onto the beaches. And, um, that, that scene to me, I thought was, was pretty well done and very intense and, um, and shot really well. So I was like, Whoa, like, it's kind of taking me there and then it like pulls back it's like no actually we're just gonna like yeah (laughs) take you on a fun ride and (laughs) i thought about rest a lot because Mm. if you think about it there is no moment where tom cruise gets to rest no that's true that's a great point yeah i wonder if there's like the reset comes with like a full bodily recharge or not does it but like you know Mm. if it's because it's clear that it is emotionally taxing Mm-hmm. So even if you are starting like full life battery, just like waking up, like, you know, I go to bed, I wake up every day, presumably with a full charge, but I wake up and I'm just like, uh, you're not every day. life, oh you know, like just being awake. God, I wish I remember what a full charge felt like, <laughs> but just being awake takes energy. That's oh, what yeah. I thought was yeah, interesting that a uh, happy death day. Which is a movie that I really enjoyed. It came out a few oh, years ago. Because yeah. every time she goes through the loop, she has like internal trauma. I don't think that idea was super fleshed out, but she has like internal <laughs> trauma and like clearly like physical strains. Are yeah, like she place. can't do it forever. Like right. she's going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it'd be interesting if a movie, this movie had that kind of angle maybe, but it had no time or interest in 
No, like, after a while, it gets the visions, but that's, like, it, you know? I did think that was clever, how the aliens um, gave him fake visions to try yeah. to lure him to this dam where the Omega's not at, but he thought the Omega was at. Those crafty aliens. Yes. And it's the same thing they did to Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I will say that the movie went on a little too long. It I does w- feel like it drags specifically there. Yeah. yeah. What did we also think about the ending? <sighs> this movie- how do you end something like that? Yeah. yeah it's fine. I just felt like I didn't care about the other soldiers that he yeah. spent ye- probably years with. Because <laughs> they're just like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'll sacrifice myself with you. Because he recruits all these soldiers. Because him- And they pick him off real fucking quick. Yeah. I mean, I think also the monsters are too strong in this movie. Yeah. I think they're just too, like, how did they, they spent, they landed, the meteor landed in Central Europe. And mm-hmm. it took them three years to get to the English Channel. When these things are like giant sludge tentacle monsters. Because in the original manga, they're like meatballs with legs, with like stick, like <laughs> like they look like meatballs oh, with man. like uh, toothpicks for legs. Oh, I want to watch and so the they, fuck out of that. And so <laughs> they eat the earth, basically. I'm, I just like I watched like a few videos on what the manga huh. was, and so it's like very like they're not physical threats; they're like existential threats. Mm. Um, and how the main character in the manga gets to do time is not like a blood transfusion, but. Um, <laughs> tachyon particles like change uh, those characters brain chemistries and allow them to interact with the loop i forget exactly how they like get infected um but it's kind of much more like existential that's just too detailed and yeah. smart for what the like, american yeah, audience fucking, <laughs> fucking blood mm-hmm. <laughs> and also just like God, they keep recycling the same they keep resetting the same day physically on the planet earth over and over again how does this affect the rest of the universe like uh, god damn it i have so many questions that are annoying mm. yeah so mm. the rest of us have to live over but like what does the rest <laughs> of the localized? world look like yeah honestly. what if what if what if we've done this day 500 times already because somebody's getting groundhog oh, Jesus day Christ. <laughs> <laughs> just end it we wouldn't know you're right. I mean, then who cares? <laughs> Guys, we have to record a whole other episode. <laughs> you can't put that shit in my brain now. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, crawl into the bathroom and cry. <laughs> I I did not like the ending. I thought it dragged. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Connor. If they were going to start really making his team or his unit essential parts of this final climactic mm-hmm. scene, we needed a little bit more, uh, like... They were just from shit. them to care about them dying like yeah. dying and to really feel like it turns from team effort to collective effort too yeah. and that was kind of a cool transition too it wasn't just emily blunt and tom cruise just like killing everyone and mm-hmm. and making this battle happen it was finally like actually we need a unit with us the we power need a team of friendship with us. you know what you did you di- yeah you divvy out the time a little better in this movie if you learn a little bit about each character each time instead of it just being so singularly focused yeah. on their dynamic that would have done it that, that could have been really good. and i think that could have been a really cool uh yeah like building of the interpersonal dynamics not just between the like emily blunt and tom cruise but within the whole crew um I also, maybe, you know, maybe it's too expected. I thought a cool ending would have been him just, like, waking up and it being ambiguous. Like, an ambiguous ending as far like as... where he was. Where or... he was, whether he was repeating that day, whether he completed it. I thought that could have been kind of a cool finish. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the movie... Tom Cruise saves the day, you know, he wakes he up. He gets her to see her do that hot yoga pose again. Right, you know what, we wouldn't so have had cool. the great yeah. hot yoga pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could, 
could just watch that scene over it's and so over. It's so good. Just on a loop. So it's good. so good. Yeah. Oh, and the one more thing I'll add is um, the CGI is not great. I would say mm. there's some moments where it's like the the aliens. Sometimes they're not rendered very well. Mm. There's some it didn't issues. Bother me though. The chopper crashes. I loved in in the training mm, base. Those like little oh, yeah, the yeah. spinning mm. metal approximations of the aliens that are yeah. supposed to help them train to anticipate the moves of these aliens. Those were done so well and yeah. always added a level of, because they're yeah. always moving in the background, even mm. when Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are having a conversation. And I always thought that was such a wonderful way to like create some nice background tension in those scenes when they're talking. Um, and I thought those were designed really, really well. I did like the design of the mimics, the aliens. Like I always appreciate when aliens and like, monster movies are like not humanoid looking mm-hmm. like there's something fe- like feel very otherworldly like we can't really comprehend what their like mm-hmm. biology is I, I, design wise i mean if they weren't going to do the meatballs with uh <laughs> toothpicks for legs i thought this was a cool then approach. this this was okay this is okay <laughs> um well as, uh, as far as kind of closing out why i picked this movie and kind of thinking about Tom Cruise generally in his career, I just encountered this uh, this line in a review that I think kind of summed up why I enjoy this movie. Um, this was from a Slate review, and the writer said, uh, watching Tom Cruise physically expert but psychologically thin performance, it's hard not to feel as though he too is caught in a time loop loop of sorts doing variation doing variations on the same thing over and over and getting very oh, good at it and i kind of would agree like if you think about the mission impossible franchise they just kind of keep getting in my in my opinion keep getting better oh there's a new one coming out here it was like so we have to watch these now when i was like mission impossible 7 okay <laughs> It's like, yeah, the MIs yep. are not anything more than you expect them to be, but in my opinion, very enjoyable watches. I'm excited about, like, Rebecca Ferguson and stuff. She's in the new one? Uh, she, isn't she in? She's in a lot. Or, oh, she's, a lot of them. she's throughout. Yeah. 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 Um, get some Philip Seymour Hoffman. You get some... Um, Simon get Pegg. Some Ving Rames. You get a, a lot of Ving Rames, a lot of Simon uh, Hollywood's Simon most Pegg. expensive mustache. Yeah, I'm okay with those things. I'm the guy who talks like this. That's pretty good. Might pretty as good well series. be Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. but it's not. Um, anyhow, so that is The Edge of Tomorrow. Um, it was directed by Doug Lyman. It was actually part, the part of the screenplay was written by Christopher Christopher McQuarrie, excuse me, of the Mission Impossibles, at least the last oh, Mission oh, Impossibles. So there is some crossover there. Um, any other thoughts on Edge of Tomorrow? Definitely recommend giving it a watch. It's something different. Yeah. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. I think you have to pay for it, though. Not free. What stunts did he do? All of his own, as far as I know. But like, there weren't as crazy stunts as there are in Mission Impossible, though. That's what I was thinking because it was so CGI heavy, and I was Mm -hmm. like, what practical things did he do? Because again, he's a crazy motherfucker. So like, obviously, Mm. you know, he's gonna try. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't pick it out. He easily. actually blew himself up. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Over and over. He, over and over he had a running scene. Oh, and true. he, he there was a Mission Impossible motorcycle scene when he goes into the town oh, to get sure. the beer. Right, You're like, right, of right, course right, you right. had to have true. that. Well, when he gets knocked around by the machines, Maverick. the training machines, that's that's him getting like tossed around the room. Probably. 
Uh, actually, the the, uh, the car chase when they are getting to the cottage. Oh. I thought that was really well done oh, with the trailer like uh, in the back. But oh, yeah, again, not really was... Tom Cruise centered. Yeah. But whatever. So, you know, he was yeah. making space for other things to happen. <laughs> he tried and he was like, eh. Zero out of five. He wasn't clinging to any planes. <laughs> no, he didn't know. Um, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. whiteboard question and this week's question is what would be your ultimate groundhog day from hell so to clarify that's like worst case scenario forever yes which is in and of itself hell yes (laughs) yeah yes what what what? (laughs) um last summer i went to a conference for work in washington dc and i was so excited to get out of Philly for a little bit and to get away from work, um, most importantly. But the first night, I w- like the, the, the first morning I woke up, I had a dream that I ha- just went through the group tour arrival experience. I was the tour captain. The buses pulled up. <laughs> I talked to the group leader. I got numbers. I radioed the numbers <laughs> to Dave. There was something wrong with payment, so they had to go to admissions. That I had to show right. them. I, I woke up, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can I not leave this with me? Leave this behind? Mind. So that's it. The group tour arrival experience. All of these have to be work related, right? <laughs> yeah. Because oh, the first thing God. that came to my mind <laughs> was the day when I had to give a 45 person tour. Oh. And the only reason it wasn't the worst experience of my life is because Sam was there to help me. Oh. But besides so that, I was like, what do you expect me to do? <laughs> and then they were horrible. They were so like, yeah, not good it was people. so bad. Oh, they're trying to come back. No, fuck no, that. No, they're doing the audio tour. They're I will come tour. back and yell at that bitch. They're doing the audio tour. Good. She deserves it. <laughs> that tour sucked. <laughs> but it's kind of, it's almost kind of like when we see the same schools come every year and we're like, oh. You're like, I remember the same person. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, any busy work day, really. Even working at Ikea and retail was like really rough on like a busy Saturday or something. Yeah. I had two things that kind of popped into my mind. Uh, one was I used to work at the container store at the Cherry Hill Mall. And on any holiday, Thanksgiving, pretty much the whole month of December, uh, it would take me 10 to 30 minutes to find parking at the mall. Ugh. Just because that mall is so crazy. So having to leave like an extra hour, basically, to give myself time to mm. find parking, go around, to deal with people in the store there. Man, like Christmas week at the container store is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like that Black Friday weekend. Uh, and also pretty much any graduation ceremony I've been to. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Even my own. Having to <sighs> yeah. do that day after day after day after day. That's exhausting. Yeah, Ooh, yeah graduation yeah. ceremony. That's a good one. That is rough. 
I, I feel like I, I also at work actually had a three day sequence, like period of work where I relived the same hellstorm of a day over and over. But I, the one I, the day I thought of would, which could kind of go edge of tomorrow style. So a very sad day for me was when I came home from school and uh, a raccoon had gotten into uh, our family, our uh, the hutch of our family rabbit and pulled a rab- uh, a rabbit out and like injured him lethally. <laughs> uh. I know I've been, it's, it was a very intense day and I was like horrified. I was very young. I was horrified, oh, but I would edge of tomorrow style, figure out how to get back at those raccoons, <laughs> save my rabbit. <laughs> but I was like trying to think of like a very intense <laughs> Days. Yeah, it was it was it was really horrific. We brought I know we brought Frankie in. We put him inside. Yeah, he already had a brain parasite. And all right, so uh, the raccoon he, was doing it. A he hopped. He hopped in circles because of this uh, like brain parasite in his yeah in his head. And then the raccoons got him. Well, so you also have to figure out a way to cure the brain parasite too. Well, that's right. All right, fine, fine, fine. I'll work on the treatment for his brain parasite, and then I'll work on oh defending from raccoons. No, I love raccoons, no, but these a- raccoons. We're really. Can I tell you an easy fix evil. for this? Yeah. So you don't have to like live it over and over again. Yeah. Bring him inside. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but he had this dope house out in our backyard. I mean, I like play with him inside. Doesn't he matter. Had this like cage and then indoor space, and it was elevated like four feet off the ground. More other things wanted to get in there. It was. <laughs> Raccoons are like, let us in. (laughs) (laughs) It was so sad. Share the wealth. (laughs) But just like the the mental image of a raccoon pulling. (laughs) I got this grabbing a bite of ears. Get out of there. Probably. Yo, yeah. They like, it was so bad. It's so sad. (laughs) It's sad, but pretty funny. (laughs) Brutal. Anyhow, yeah, I'd relive that day just to get my game plan. Just once. <laughs> Before you go to school, just just bring them inside. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Easy solution. But then you wake up again, and you have to figure out how to break it. Maybe that wasn't enough. <laughs> it's really. Oh, I gotta get into my room. <laughs> they get they get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta find the alpha. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Dave, what's your hell day? So, there was a time in high school where I went on a uh, a trip with a, a girlfriend's family. We went to a, to a beach house, and I think it was, if I'm remembering right, it's like South Carolina somewhere. Um, <clears throat> we're out to dinner, and uh, I go to use the restroom. And um, what I had apparently been suffering from, I guess for several days, was an obstructed bowel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, in my confusion... <laughs> And my ignorance of the situation, I was in there for, let's say, a, 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 an objectively long time, to the point that uh, there was some concern at the table. I was checked on. Um, by the end, I had so thoroughly exhausted myself that uh, I needed to go to the hospital. Oh my God. 
And uh, I think uh, I think going through that over and over again, like I don't have a Tom Cruise plan to fix this. I don't oh, think I can, can make you it can, better. You can you can get there. But <gasps> if, 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 if there's a hell, that's that's pretty close for me. Can oh. I ask some questions? <laughs> <laughs> so Only clear. if you want answers. I, de- I desperately want answers. <laughs> so I know you're fine, <laughs> but how did it end? Um. I went to the hospital and it continued, you, like, you know, it continued to be a problem. I was just like, you know, sweating a lot and it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and then at one point just uh, kind of stood up and said, all right, I'm going to try and use the restroom. Um, and uh, suffice it to say, walking out of that restroom, um, I would have uh, would have regained my color and would have been very chipper. And all of a sudden was like, well, I suppose that's all that was. <laughs> hey, that's real. <laughs> Also, bad gas can get you there. Like, you think you're going to die. I mean, we really going into this. <laughs> Wait, I, I, yes, because I have a... So, I... <laughs> this was recent. I was so constipated. I was up all fucking night. I t- and this was recent. This was, like, two months ago. Um... I had to go and make a 1 a.m. trip to CVS to get laxatives that oh. didn't work. Oh, Eventually, they, work. they did damn. around like 7 a.m. <sighs> and I just called my boss and was like, I can't come in today. <laughs> that like, is like what death feels like. <laughs> think yeah. Anything that's Those related to that, that's the only time I've been like, I might die right <laughs> that's now. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, you're it's a lot of it's nerves so in real. Yeah. You're like, this these are my last moments. Yeah. And this is how I'm spending my is, last moment. And this is how I'm gonna feel forever. Yeah. This is just it. This yeah. is the baseline. Yeah, this is the end. I was I'm gonna be so Elvis. Bad. It's yeah. Okay. Oh god. It's not yeah. gonna end well. Mm. Um well that took a wonderful turn. Um <laughs> just where we thought this was just end. the perfect, perfect uh closing for our episode of action. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, closing moments. All kinds of action. For this week's action movie. Moment. Explosive. High octane, uh, you know, bowel. Adrenaline fuel. <laughs> I mean, if only it was, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, when it's not high octane enough. <laughs> Do th- folks have things that they want to uh, shout out or mention or just anything (laughs) um cinema 76 um garrett just wrote a review about the new sonic movie which he liked (gasps) i keep hearing good. i'm gonna go see it in theaters i'm gonna see it and i know i'm gonna enjoy it uh and then i wrote a review recently for a movie that's on netflix called horse girl uh starring allison brie it's also uh directed by her as well is that on netflix or not directed written by her uh it is on netflix yes um it's very good i liked it a lot were you a horse girl or a wolf girl growing up? Wolf girl. Wow. But Those I hung out with a lot of horse girls. That's it. That's the camp? Wow. I hung out with a lot of horse girls, though. Yeah, we like, I went to a, a lot girl. of, like, birthday parties at ranches. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Dope. I'm out of my depth. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, wow. I also am not familiar with this breakdown. What's a horse girl and what's a wolf girl? You didn't I know feel horse like, girls in school. Like I feel they like... were just obsessed with horses, like stickers all over their binders and shit. 
Like, like they know all the parts of the horse and how to ride it. Yeah, how to care yeah. For it, so like equestrians, they might be in competitions. Like they have a bunch of ribbons in their fucking bedroom from okay, all the horse okay. competitions they I were can, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, my area was a little bit more poor, so it was really just like the Lisa Frank stickers, just mm-hmm. like okay. obsessed, and then with... like the Barbie horses. And yeah, just having. But either way, they're horses. all obsessed. They all kind of smell like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But there's also a certain kind of attitude. <laughs> There is. There is a superiority with horse girls. Okay. That they do not deserve. (laughs) No. Whereas wolf girls are like us, more down to earth, into the kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Made some mistakes and we all own up to them now. We usually don't smell. No. No. Well, some. Some. Horse girls are their smelling ones. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Do they smell like horses? Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Whatever it is is not pleasant. Yeah, it's not mm, great. Mm, mm. All right. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll 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 be thinking about this. Yeah. It's <laughs> not be really this about that <laughs> the movie, but there is allusions to like what it would be like for the horse girl that grows up, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um I learned a lot today. Does anyone know about the like game i don't know if it's just like a phone game or whatever but like you can like romance a horse yes oh. yes yes yeah, yes what is it called god what is it called zoo the documentary no <laughs> is it like one of those phone games it's like an anime phone game yeah 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 and you can oh my sister's horse really boy, into horse boyfriend or something? something like that not with horses but she has a lot of she pays money to like date fake men on games oh what is that the game the daddy thing Kind I don't know. I think they're all like Asian men. Like oh. yeah, I don't know. Vampires and samurais and stuff. My horse prince. My is what that's I'm thinking it. of. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a horse with a human face. What? It is so it's he's surfing. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna is... have to take this one off, Bob. This is a whole <laughs> Yeah, we, like we can't do this. Okay, right yo, now. the hottest satyr of them all is Tumnus the fawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he's a fawn. He's not a satyr. Whatever. He basically... James McAvoy. Yeah, he's hot. So... He, uh, C.S. Lewis would not like that you're having unsavory thoughts. Okay, yo, he wrote the character, okay? Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis can back the fuck off, all right? <laughs> okay, um, yes. All about it. Any, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been, uh, such a wonderful episode uh, hope you're all doing well. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.